someone's cursing my lord late night lunch someone's puffling my lord late night lunch someone's growing my lord late night lunch oh lord late night lunch this is a post watershed production good evening a very warm welcome to the mind-expanding, pulse-quickening, inhibition-killing late-night large. With two bags of grass, 75 pellets of mescaline, five sheets of high-power blotter acid, a salt shaker half full of cocaine, a whole galaxy of multicoloured uppers, downers, screamers, laughers, a quarter of tequila, a quarter of rum, a case of Budweiser, a pint of Roretha and two dozen apples, is me, Dr Bliss, and main only the peanuts is my attorney, Mike Large. Wonderful introduction as ever. Good evening. Mike, what's tonight's late night large theme on? Narcotics. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yes. We're we're discussing <coughs> drugs of the leisure variety here. Prohibited substances as opposed to prescription. Mike, normally we enter into late night large in a very easy and jocular way. But uh I felt like we should really get root deep in the uh, broken syringes and... Uh, I, I, I do appreciate getting root deep. Always. All the way to the plums, you know. So, <laughs> so what I was going to open by I'm asking, right Mike, Go on. What, what, what's your particular perspective on recreational drugs? Do you have a problem with them? Each to their own, Aaron, do you know what I mean? I'm fairly open-minded. Do you experiment with recreational drugs? Absolutely not, never in my life. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. So, do you think... Are you a live-and-let-live live type of character? I mean, for instance, if, if, if a friend you know experiments regularly, if it's a regular part of their routine, say, their weekend routine, do you have a problem with that? Not at all. No? No, fair play to them. <laughs> fair play to them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, know. Yeah, I. It depends what it is, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I guess there's a if, there's yeah, a big difference in knowing a lovable stoner if, and a hopeless yeah. skaghead. If a friend of mine was doing something that I thought was going to hurt them or harm them or have some long-term negative effects, then yes, I would have a problem with it. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you this: What's your stance what's on? What's going on? <laughs> what's your stance on prohibition? Do you mean what's my stance on it? Do you think it's worked? Do you think outlawing recreational drugs has worked? Well, clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so of course cool. it hasn't. Okay. <laughs> Glad we come to the same conclusion. So what I was going to ask you is, uh, would you would you take another route to deal with this particular, I don't know whether we call it problem, issue? I'm, I'm always open to taking another route. Um... <laughs> I'll uh, explore any avenue open to me. Oh, it's... <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> what, what would your alternative be to total prohibition of recreational drugs? Make everything legal. Are you being serious here? Is it, all of it legal. It is a serious point. Make w- it all would, legal. Would you legalise all drugs? Yeah. People kill themselves, they kill themselves. 
right? Give, yeah. Well, give me, at least give me a reasoning for you saying that, because I feel like you're just like, you're pulling my chain here. I'll pull you something. No, uh, it would make it safer. Yeah. People, you know, if they have to go and to dodgy places to dodgy people to get dodgy substances, you know that you don't know what that's mixed with, what it's cut with, or anything, do you? Whereas if it's, you know, it's all above board and kosher and whatnot, then. Yeah, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be safer, isn't it? Well, let me nail my colours to the mast. Of course, I endorse legalisation of all drugs as well. Of course, <laughs> uh, and obviously that would bring them, I guess, under state control, and then you could obviously tax them as well. My like cigarettes. Yeah, well, exactly. You could like whack tax on them. Obviously, if you wanted to keep the classifications as they are, then obviously you tax class A very heavily, class B moderately. And class C probably quite lightly, but you know there is an argument as to you know we're, we're always told you know oh the government shouldn't get too involved consenting adults and what have you we shouldn't keep trying to tell people what to do you know as in with eating too much junk food or smoking cigarettes or drinking too much alcohol why is recreational drugs different if it's a if it's a, an adult of a, of, a, of a decent age. When I say an adult, I mean like 21 plus, you'd suggest. Know what they're doing. Know the risks that they're taking about themselves. Why not let them buy it in an open and safe environment? <laughs> Pay tax on it. At the end of the day, if they if they want to do that, surely it's, you know, it's an adult decision. It's not like it's amazingly hard to get hold of stuff anyway, is it? So, you know... <coughs> um, you know, making it illegal, as, as a lot of these substances currently are. Does it just drive it underground, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, it just makes it less safe. Well, let's you know, face if people, it. If people want to get their hands on something, no matter pretty much what it is, yeah. they can get their hands on it. So, yeah, the argument is, if people can get hold of it already... You're hearing that, people, I can hook you up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, just, I'm not going to endorse that. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean, if people if people can get hold of these substances already, the argument is, why not turn it to the benefit of everyone and also to themselves? Because you're mm. getting taxation and you're also improving, you know, uh, you're making the drugs cleaner. You, you don't know what some arsehole's cutting it with. I Broken glass, pubic hair. I, w I wonder, as a percentage, what people, a uh, percentage of people that take kind of you know, recreational drugs or whatever mm. what kind of percentage then go on to develop an issue because of it like for example mm. you you have like say people obviously you know adults that drink alcohol and then what percentage go you know, have a alcohol problem because of it yeah. I mean it's, that's probably really I mean I guess that's probably a low percent I mean take all the people you know yeah. that, that drink alcohol and then how many of them are actually alcoholics actually are alcoholics I mean you everyone knows a few <laughs> everyone yeah, knows a few but think of that as percentage of everyone you know yeah. that recreationally exactly. drinks and there is an argument as well that humans are compulsive creatures yeah we, I mean, we, we, we tend to look for things to get addicted to what I'm saying is would that be a similar kind of percentage with people that take recreational drugs would they have the negative side effects that can occur mm. would 
would that be a similar percentage of, of people having to deal with that? I don't know. Just something to think about. The following section has been removed due to copyright infringement. Sorry about that. Fight the power. Welcome back. <laughs> very, very illustrative, Mike. Mike, let's continue. You were going in interesting directions with that. So That's what she said. <laughs> your, your argument about you think it'd probably be a pretty fractional percentage of people who experiment with recreational drugs actually develop a problem. Yeah, I mean, drugs are a lot more of a taboo subject and than alcohol, therefore people know a lot less about it. Like, And, you know, you probably know, you probably all know a lot of people that are actually using recreational drugs that you don't know about. Yeah. Now, can I just, uh, can I just jump in? interject because I read an article the other day actually that said unfortunately I can't remember the percentage but it was very high a large majority of obviously between generally the ages of 18 and 34 of the workforce actually go to work with drugs in their system so you're talking about the majority of the young workforce are actually on drugs while they're at work I'm not suggesting they all like you know Coke with their frosties, or shooting up in the toilets. Yeah, but they have traces still in their system. We can only estimate, but I'm, I'm sure a lot of them probably smoke a joint either afterward to bring them down, or maybe in their lunch hour, whatever. Is it any different to me turning up to work pissed in the morning? <laughs> well, Mike, I, I obviously don't endorse that, but if you do turn up drunk to work, then it, I don't know. Is that your? Is that how you roll? Of course, I don't do things like that. No. Is it? A joke, yeah. Hanging so out so you're saying it's the it's the same kind of thing as a hangover? No, well, it's not, is it? Yeah, but what? Hang on, yeah, but let's go back against this. Why is it not? I mean, after all, alcohol is an addictive drug, just like the rest. So the only difference that we can see is legality, because you just referred to alcohol as I suppose as as different to drugs. It's not. It is a drug. What you mean is alcohol is different to illicit drugs, illegal drugs because alcohol and tobacco are legal some might argue a lot more addictive than most recreational drugs yeah but I mean if you're talking recreational drugs you're probably not talking you, well you're not talking about things like heroin are you so, ah no 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 hang on that's another yeah so, that's, that's another kind of worm yeah so, so I mean recreational drugs I'd say that smoking for example yeah. of, all, of all of all recreational drugs and you include alcohol and and the cigarettes into that there and tobacco then you know uh, tobacco's got to be the the most addictive I'd have thought probably it must be cause I y- don't y- smoke but well yeah <laughs> no but if you look at okay yeah if you look at proportionally the amount of people you know who smoke and proportionally the amount of people you know who drink how many of those drinkers are alcoholics you just said yourself a small percentage Mm. You, I mean, you probably wouldn't even say a quarter. Would how, you? how many smokers, if they have to go a how day without smokers, a fag, start exactly. crying about it? How many smokers can cope more than a day without a cigarette? Very few. Yeah, this is true. A guy came in the shop today, said uh, he was trying to get some cigarettes for for someone. Um, sad story, actually. I think they were dying or something. But he um, he was asking for these cigarettes, and I said to him, um, I read 
obviously that the the, um, the percentage because it had a percentage of people in the UK who now smoke, right? And it was at its peak in the mid nineties, I think, about twenty seven percent of the whole population. Jesus. And, it, and it's now down to about twenty percent. So we're talking about you know a f- only a fifth of the population are actually smokers, and yet you would not know it by the amount of people who buy cigarettes in our shop. I reckon at least a third of the people who come in there buy cigarettes. Maybe yeah. And, and let's face it, we come from a very affluent area as well, so it's nothing to do with social deprivation. No, not at all. The amount of upper class people that oh, take okay. recreational drugs. <laughs> They oh won't. well, yeah, that's that's another kind of word. But what you were saying, uh, the 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 one word that changes the game, and changes obviously the prohibition argument, obviously is addiction. That's mm. the word that changes it. And, I mean, feel free to look into it, but I'd say tobacco is the most addictive of the recreational drugs. Yeah, I mean, I, I can I can only speak from my own background. My, my family's had a horrible problem with tobacco. I mean, I remember my my mum tried must have tried numerous times, a dozen or more times to quit cigarettes. Sometimes she went as long as two or three months without smoking. But the problem with addiction to cigarettes or addiction to anything, I guess, but tobacco particularly, is people look for a reason to smoke. Mm. Oh, they say, day at work. Yeah, I, I smoke. I smoke because my stress levels are high. I smoke because oh, someone's just died. I smoke because, yeah, like you say, I, I think I'm going to lose my job. You know, I, I just need to get me through this. What you're actually saying is, I, I need this substance to control my mood, and it's quite sad. And it, and it is a horrible addiction, just like many others. Okay, obviously, it's not quite as bad as heroin addiction, mm. no. but. You know, that's the thing that changes the game, because what I was going to say is, me personally, I'm the kind of person, and obviously, by my appearance, you'd probably think that this was an obvious one, I personally think everyone should try as many drugs as possible in their lifetime, see what it does to them. But, obviously, although I advocate leisurely experimenting with narcotics, I would never, ever advocate getting addicted to any of them. And obviously, addiction is the worst thing that can happen because again just my own opinion kiddies drugs can be a wonderful thing to opening your mind to new experiences but the whole thing is 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 a new experience as soon as you then go down a path where you're routinely using it it's not new anymore it starts taking control of you you're not in control it's in control and as we know from many many people's sad tragic stories the more you take recreational narcotics the more they take control of you, the less pleasure you get from them, the less new experiences you derive from them. And in the end, it becomes a crutch instead of something positive. You know, it doesn't add anything to your life. The problem is, depriving yourself of it will add something horribly negative. Hmm. And that's it. You're afraid to be without it as opposed to actually taking any pleasure out of it. Yeah, I'd say so. Hmm. Well, there's different stages on there I mean I mean that you get like you were just saying I mean there's fancying something whatever you know a bit of something to liven up a night out then there's like wanting it like I really want this I'm gonna go out of my way to get it and then there's needing it mm. and you know once you get to that stage it's it's you really seriously need help 
because <laughs> as much as me and Mike might be light-hearted about it and joke about having a drug binge or whatever, if you ever get to that stage where you are craving it, you're sweating and palpitating for the next fix, you're, you're way beyond the point of experimenting. You really need to seek assistance with it. That was the brilliant placebo with their ode to our favourite breakfast cereal. Mike, what were we talking about? Narcotics. <laughs> All right, that's right. Duh. Go on. When we talk about drugs, obviously they have uh, they have wildly diverse effects. Narcotics. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's. Sorry. Yeah. Of course. Let's be. Uh, let's try and break it down to its simplest possible terms. Exactly. Why do you take drugs, Mike? Narcotics. Why do you take the um, recreational drugs? Why would a, it's not you personally, a, a person? Why would they feel obliged to? Why would one? Not obliged, obviously. Obliged to. Yeah. <laughs> I feel obliged. Well, maybe peer pressure. I just feel obliged. Fit. I just feel obliged to do it. <laughs> no. Um, well, liven up a weekend. Or how? How would it? Come on, we're talking about somebody completely okay. uninitiated in that world. Okay. Well. Uh, okay. Well, for a start, different drugs have different effects on different people. Okay. Someone like myself, yeah, who can do things sober that most people would dream of doing drunk. <laughs> well, wouldn't necessarily need to take something to bring them out of their shell, but sometimes people take things to okay to bring them out of their shell. All oh, right, okay, yeah, you know that's, what I'm what, that's what I was talking about. So, okay, that's that's our first checkpoint. So you're saying that people take some drugs obviously to lower their inhibitions lower their inhibitions make them more social someone creatures. who's normally quite quiet and happy to just be there but remain fairly anonymous would you know do something and then yeah and the most obvious and the most obvious way they might do talk that talk to anyone yeah the most obvious way that you could imagine them doing that is obviously the legal recreational drug of choice alcohol yeah that's most known for that sometimes it doesn't necessarily have that effect on people or not the same in the same way that mm. s- certain okay um, okay so that yeah so that's true. point well made but why else might people choose to take narcotics keep themselves up they're going on a binge massive weekend right decided they're not going to sleep keep okay. themselves up Keep themselves wired, yeah? Keep themselves wired, okay. buzzing, going. Yeah? For, for dancing and, and yeah. socialising and just having a party. That's it. Okay. Anything else? I don't know. Calm down. Calm down? Yeah, relax. Why would you need relax. to be calmed down? For very, various reasons. Why would anyone ever need to be calmed down? There's loads <laughs> of fucking reasons why someone might need to be calmed down. Okay. Or relax. Okay, easy tiger. Okay, so what we're saying is, we, we were just trying. I was just sorry. I was just trying to get an idiot's kind of perspective. <laughs> no offense, but uh, obviously drugs. If we if we look at the overarching effects of drugs, we uh, we have three major categories in what drugs do to a person. We have stimulants, like you were saying, pick people up, make their heart race, keep them alert and effective. Get them wired. Get them wired. Depressants. Rushing out a mad one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Depressants. Opposite. Bring people down. Calm them down. Soothe them. Chillax. 
chillax, uh, make, you know, make them potentially feel numb and and just generally at peace with the world without necessarily being asleep. Hallucinogens, obviously, is the third category, which is my personal favourite category, and that's obviously to bend reality in a person's mind, allow them to see things that don't exist, basically to illustrate their own imagination in front of their own eyes. Yes. Open their mind. So, those are the three main categories. I mean, let's talk about a few substances that might be found in those. Mike, first of all, stimulants. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. we, we see some of the old favourites here. Ecstasy, speed, uh, we've got meth, and, uh, and <laughs> crystal meth, uh, cocaine, crack, Fentamine, which I'm not particularly familiar with, but a lot of amphetamines in there. Yeah. Are you familiar with many of these? Because uh, stimulants, most of them are pill-based, aren't they? Yeah, um, you would suggest. Um, most of them are pill-based. Okay. We're talking about because these are the kind of thing. Okay, let let's put it another way. Stimulants, uh, they're you'd expect them to be hustled around particular nightclubs by dodgy-looking guys. Coloured pills. Yeah, OK, but they're all kind of a similar thing. They're a, yeah, but yeah, OK. All right, you know yeah. what I mean. I know. What, yeah, it, because, because stimulants are generally used in a setting where, let's face it, you're partying. So it, a nightclub is, a, is an obvious scenario that you might expect to see those kind of things pushed. So... You know, when they use recreationally, that's how they're used. Yeah. Yeah. If you, especially you know, if you're looking looking at staying up all night, get some MDMA in the system, get some speed, speed up your reactions, make you move faster, react faster, dance faster, whatever. I don't need them. No. <laughs> we should just say at this point that obviously crystal meth is. <laughs> is a horrible horrible drug <laughs> and if anyone is at all tempted by our show first of all congratulations I'm, I'm glad you're influenced by our show to that degree crystal meth is a horrible drug I've never known anyone on crystal meth I've never taken it myself I'm glad to say but I've seen many many case studies of people on crystal meth and uh I don't know if you're familiar with this, Mike. Have you, have you seen many pictures of people heavily in the throes of crystal meth addiction? Nasty shit. It tends to rot your teeth, ruin your skin, and age you prematurely in a very short period. The reason, uh, apparently the main reason that people get into crystal meth is it's an incredible, uh, it's incredible for one's libido, especially, especially women, because obviously men don't need much provoking but uh, especially me yeah it, it gets you in the mood for a gangbang that kind of thing it's, it's like completely your libido goes out of control so yeah it could be fun but don't even experiment with crystal meth it's a horrible drug welcome to Mr. Try Everything once yeah except uh, crystal meth and maybe except heroin maybe <laughs> <laughs> of course yeah don't, don't try those two it's a slippery slope so depressants, Mike. We're looking at things like obviously yeah. cannabis, uh, GHB, inhalants, heroin, morphine, codeine, methadone, 
buprenorphine, <laughs> uh, pethidine, delauded, capanol, MS content. I haven't really heard of many of them, but yeah, alcohol are. obviously is part of that. Methadone. Is it depressant? No, 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 not method. No, methadone. That is not methadone. Uh, I read it wrong. Yeah. I was going to say that's not a depressant. Hallucinogens. Obviously, we have uh, lysergic acid, diethylamide or LSD, uh, psycho, uh, psilocybin in magic mushrooms, PCP, which is angel dust, ketamine, and mescaline. Donkey dust. <laughs> donkey dust. Ketamine. Donkey dust. Brilliant. Brilliant street slang there. So yeah, Mike, have you, ever, have you ever sold any uh, PCPs to school children? I have, actually. <laughs> I thought you had. Of course I haven't. Kind of. Kind of. You know, we should have had on for this show a special guest, Matt Gibb. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering when he was going to come up. He's going to crop up. That's what she said. Do you see what I did there? Crop yeah. up. <laughs> you <laughs> love it, Matt Gibb. You love it top dollar. We get get you with your uh, get you with your special leaf on here. Yeah. Talk us through the uh, posi- positive effect positive effects of uh, cannabis and so on. So, Mike, I thought we'd do a quick alphabetical sort of go a, through. B C. Easiest one, two, three. Go on. Of drugs of some kind. See if we can come up with twenty six. Overly different. Maybe you and me, girl. <laughs> Sorry, go on illicit narcotics A is quite obvious isn't it Mike it is acid we'll come up with acid for A acid is A although I think we might have repeated ourselves we probably uh, have a couple of times yeah just with like slang yeah obviously because you have to use slang clearly because although you can come up with a prescription drug for all of the letters of the alphabet it's quite difficult for illicit substances B is for barbiturates, which obviously have the effect of numbing you, tranquilizing you, sending you pe- potentially to sleep. Cocaine, for C, is an obvious one. <laughs> the drug of choice for the arrogant and egotistic alike, uh, or potentially the opposite of that, who want to be arrogant and egotistic. Uh, DMT comes in for D. Uh, is it just me? Uh, yes. Am I wrong in saying this? You D- are, yeah. DMT, is it based on... I thought it was based on hormones or, or whatever they're called that are secreted as the body's about to die. I thought that's what DMT was based on. Really? Yeah, I think I read that somewhere. That's a bit crazy. Yeah? That's a bit mental. I've not heard that, but... Have you not? No, you, that's what I heard. You may well be right. Although I also read some case studies about people who'd smoked it in Vice, obviously. Vice is always the uh, <laughs> the choice for reading about these things. And people said they had some amazing experiences. Very hallucinogenic and relaxing. Anyway, E is obviously ecstasy. Oh, Mandy. <laughs> you came... Sorry, go on. Frenzy for F. Yeah. Uh, street name for speed, is that? Yeah. Yeah, 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 obvious, yeah. pretty much obvious street name. G is for glue. <laughs> As we all know, maybe if you're of the younger generation, you don't have the connections of the drug fiends. Perhaps solvents are your drug of choice. Obviously, glue can give you a bit of a kick, but I wouldn't recommend sniffing it for too long. Heroin don't comes s- in at H. Yeah, yeah, heroin. It's, the big H the big, the big H the obvious one once you've always gonna be H. yeah once you've reached the big H it's all downhill from there really yeah good old Ta-da. see you later I is for ice 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 baby and you won't be surprised to hear that refers to meth 
J is for juice. Do we remember what that was referring to? What's steroids, true? mate? Steroids. Uh, I, I've never really. I, I, I can kind of understand the attraction, but steroids. I've never needed the horrible. I mean, aside from anything else, I've never needed the juice, mate. <laughs> no. Buff enough, and aside from buff enough. <laughs> As, aside from anything else, roids, roid rage, the, the danger of roid rage. You remember that wrestler a while ago killed his family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's horrible. And obviously, Chris Benoit. Shrink, shrinks your genitals as well, isn't it? Yeah. At least that's what you told me. Ha <laughs> <laughs> I could do with the shrinking down a couple of inches to Oh. <clears throat> K, we've had standing for cat. K H A T. Why don't you explain this? I think it's it's basically it's um, it's a leafy kind of. Substance similar, I guess, to cannabis. Yeah, but, uh, it, but it has it, an effect similar to kind of alcohol. Yeah. Well, uh, sorry, not to alcohol. Uh, to some, sti- some stimulants, picks you up, makes you feel alert and sociable. Yeah. So basically, it's kind of, although it's similar in a lot of ways to cannabis, it's kind of like the opposite. Yeah, it has kind it's of the, the opposite, opposite effect. effect. Although, again, some of the side effects can include psychotic episodes. So. Probably not recommended. Standard behaviour. <laughs> L, we've repeated ourselves, obviously, Again. because it's going back to lysergic acid dithylamide. LSD. M is for methadrone or meow meow. MCAT. Or, or MCAT, Mike's favourite. We all know that this is a version of uh, it's a version of ecstasy, is it? MDMA. Methadrone. Is it is it a version of ecstasy, or is it does it have different effects? No, it's not ecstasy. Go on. What, what effects does it have? Like? I, I've what, mixed up. I've what, mixed up my drugs. Clearly, what methadone? Yeah, methadone. Uh, lose makes you lose your inhibitions. Uh, makes uh, makes things go hard. Yeah, got, rush rush out a mad <laughs> one. Everything <laughs> everything moves quick. Oh yeah. Yeah, it sounds like people are speaking at 100 mile an hour. Oh, does it? Apparently. Maybe you better shut up, Mike, because it does sound like you've had uh, some first-hand experience of that. No, this is what I've been told. Oh, okay. N is for nitrous oxide. There's nothing better than a nitrous oxide party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all need some laughing gas now and again. O is for opium, obviously the derivative of heroin, amongst other drugs. <clears throat> PCP we've already mentioned. Got a little bit of angel dust. Again, I wouldn't recommend it. Not quite donkey dust, is it? No, exactly. It's not donkey dust. Uh, qualudes, have you ever come across qualudes? Nope. I believe they have a similar effect to ketamine, I think they are tranquilizers. Possibly hallucinogenic tranquilizers. Uh, rohypnol. We I've don't... had plenty of experience yeah. with that. <laughs> I was going to say, if I was to think of one drug that encapsulates you, Mike, it's roofies. Thank you. Uh, we have S shrooms, but I'll also mention, an honorable mention of scopolamine. Have you ever heard of scopolamine? I invented scopolamine. I couldn't even say it then. Mm. No, go on. Okay, well, as as we've got to S, I might stop it there because we might ramble on for quite some time before. We'll we'll interject this with a track, but I'll come back and explain what scopolamine is to you, Mike. Uh, We'll be right back after our next narcotic uh, influence track. Where I will pretend to have absolutely no knowledge of any drugs because I'll get accused of having (laughs) used them. Get your stinking rat out! It's late night large. As we were saying, Mike, you not heard of scopolamine? No. Okay. Uh, I believe it's got some nasty nickname like the devil's something or other. Anyway, scopolamine is well known for 
not only lowering inhibitions, but it can actually reduce someone to nothing more than a walking zombie. It actually eliminates willpower. You, mm. Because in countries, particularly Colombia, because I think that's where it derives from mainly, uh, criminals have been known to uh, very surreptitiously influence people by, say, carrying a newspaper and blowing it into someone's face. It only needs that kind of contact and the person then loses all of their own willpower so you could they can basically become highly suggestive so you could say you know suggest to them that it's great to go back to their place to steal all their possessions and they'd allow you to do it and they'd follow you yeah it's almost like being the Pied Piper you know they'll follow you and dance to your tune so that's I guess you you probably must have assumed that I had lots of knowledge of this like you probably were guessing that's how I get all the girls following me around uh, no, we know that's the lynx effect isn't it Mike no it's my massive schlong <laughs> <laughs> also before I go on we should also mention that this is another thing about drugs is there are drugs that you you know personal let's say personal influence you want to make yourself feel more confident to feel more energetic to to make you feel more numb but then there are also drugs that are specifically used to harm other people. You know, roofies, scopolamine, these kind of things that influence other people's behaviour negatively. Yeah. Well, negatively for them. <laughs> Mike, I, I don't ever want to see that kind of leering smile you gave when I said <laughs> roofies. Anyway, uh, yeah, S was for scopolamine or shrooms. Tobacco for tea, which is a bit of a cop-out, obviously. Ooh. It probably should be illegal. That's the point I was making. Uppers for you. Uh, Valium yep. for V. Valium. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty extreme kind of sedative painkiller. I can under- I can actually understand how you can get addicted to painkillers. Yeah. Like morphine especially. Oh, but yeah. codeine and, I don't know, even ibuprofen. <laughs> weed is an obvious one for W. What, what do you think of when you think of weed? Make it. <laughs> You know, you know. The X we had actually stood for X. It applies to synthetic cannabinoids, which, as the name would suggest, are chemicals that mimic the effects of cannabis. Devil's weed. There you go. Y stands for Yabba. Is that right, Mike? Y. Rupert's getting busy. Uh, <laughs> yes, Yabba. Yabba, never do. And Yabba is. What kind of drug is that? Uh, Methamphetamine. It's another meth derivative. For Z, Mike, we had the street name of Zest, which strain with sorry, which applies to Zest. That's easy for you to say. Uh, speed. Again, it's speed because we hadn't mentioned speed, had we? Had we not? I don't think See, we I didn't think we had, but I reckon if you look through that list again, or that, or I'm just talking utter bollocks. I think you are talking bollocks. To you be are bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> So, Mike, I thought we'd uh, we thought I thought we'd round off this show with uh, testing your knowledge on some street names. I'll see how street you are. Uh-huh. See, now I've already told you that I'm going to express no knowledge towards any drugs for fear of being accused of having experience of myself. No, no, of course not. But um, okay, then let me just fire one at you that's not in, on the screen in front of me. I don't. I don't know. Horse. I'm not going to be. What, able to... What's horse? What's horse? Yeah. What, what would I be referring to if I, if I said I, I fancied scoring some horse? I don't bloody know. Ketamine? <laughs> Mike, it's heroin. Oh my god, of course I don't want to stick on sticky keys. Yes, you do. 
Okay, Mike. You're going to have sticky keys in a minute. Uh, Probably what? the most sticky. Come on, Mike. Stick to the subject. See what I did there. Uh, Pebbles? Uh, stick to something. Pebbles? Pfft, pass. Th- oh, I'll give you a clue. Pass. You just ask me if you It's actually crack, okay? We could talk all night about narcotics. All night long. Where is Lionel Richie? We need to get some more He's dancing on the ceiling. No, <laughs> note to self, we need to make this Lionel Richie night. Late night Lionel Richie. <laughs> so we need Late to night Lionel. It. Late night Lionel, exactly. We're going to make it there. Anyway, we could have talked all night about narcotics, but we're going to cut it off short. I hope you've enjoyed tonight's show, particularly my Gib. I love you. Get your ass to Mars. <laughs> no, get your ass on Facebook. Type in Late Night Large. And make sure you recommend talk about it first thing that comes up. Recommend it to all your friends. Yeah, recommend it to them. Make them like it. And for God's sake, and listen. Experiment all you like with recreational drugs, but don't. If it become, do not let it become an addiction, please, because then it's not fun anymore. That's Aaron's personal opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Late night large and Denton on air do not endorse the use of drugs at all. <laughs>